0: Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit zephyryoga.com. Yeah, I want to say a huge welcome to you guys. We're working on our final uh, mala. In this session which is Karma Mala so over the past couple weeks we've been working with all of the malas now but um, malas are not just the malas that we wear on our beads um, in our our necklaces or our wrists to do japa practice or to make ourselves look um, very yogic Um, malas are actually coming from Kashmir Shaivism in the very tantric perspective that these are stains or impurities or distortions on the lens of our heart, our mind, and our body that keep us limited to the smallness of how we define ourselves by what we feel, what we think, and what we do. So um, this week we're really focusing on the Karma Mala, but actually all the other Malas have to come into play with this. So Karma Mala is connected to the body. and It is our attachments to our behavior, our actions, that are staying through the lens of perception of what we um, perceive that we are doing, whether we're not doing enough, or we have an inability to act, or there is a limitation in our actions um, as our self-worth is kind of tied into what we do or what we are not doing. So there is this investment in that doership (laughs) and, you know, I am what I do and we create these labels and that's who I am. So this karma mala is this inability to ultimately to trust, to connect and to surrender as we're kind of locked in this karmic cycle of behavior that is colored by the other two malas. So as long as the other two malas are actively distorting, stained, or contaminated with the feelings of being unworthy, um, you know, not enough, to feeling small or less than others that influence our thoughts that keep us separate, or there's, we perceive a difference that gives rise to bias and judgment and prejudice, that we will see ourselves as limited and then that leads into our actions that get entangled with our egotism and promote more destructive ignorance, attachment, and aversion that continues this kind of cycle of, you know, feelings, thoughts, and actions that actually create this kind of bondage of karmic repercussions that we are just kind of constantly having to deal with. So, <clears throat> to talk about. A little bit of these kleshas as you kind of gather this is what it's pointing towards. Attachment um, raga is primarily the way in which we have limited beliefs that we need something outside ourselves to create fulfillment within. So, I need a partner, I need a family, I need a car, I'm, I need more material things, I need more yoga clothes, <laughs> I do need more money, <laughs> I need fame, I need success, I need approval. I need power, you know, I need that yoga pose, and all of the external things will fix that void and that, you know, problem that is me. So that's attachment, and it's just constant craving and yearning. Aversion, dvesha, is a little bit the same as attachment, but in reverse, It is what we're resisting, how we are avoiding um, what we don't like or don't want, you know? How we are pushing away or eliminating things that we perceive as bad, painful, or might lead to something that we just don't want. So noticing that when we are driven by our own ignorance, stuck in the cycle of attachment and aversion, we act out in ways that stain our intention towards how we treat ourselves as well as how we treat other people and we become more and more invested in our attachments and aversions and that progressively all of a sudden snowballs into uh, more extreme actions and they say what we resist persists You know, the more you try to push something away, I don't want to see that. I don't want that. It seems to kind of like come at you more and more and more. Or, you know, that definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. You're like, why does this always happen? (laughs) You know, and it's just this is that experience of karma. And now, karma, karma mala, karma means action. And so, Karma carries this notion that the fruits of your actions come back to you. You can't escape the consequence of your actions. So there's a cause and effect there's for every um, action. There's a reaction for every choice. There's a consequence and you know, there's this, there is a cause behind your current situation. It is said to be your past karma. That you are a sum total of every choice and action right now. You are a sum total of all your choices and your actions. That your current life is a continuum of your past. So if you don't like where you are, (laughs) start by looking at what is motivating your actions. The other Malas. So the solution to working with Karma Mala is to look at the roots of your actions that are causing you suffering. And that endless cycle of ignorance, attachment, and aversion that keeps you locked in that limited se- sense of self, that unhealthy ego, ashmita and that fear, that abhinavasha the fear of change, the fear of loss, ultimately the fear of death, because this will kill me if I do something different. Um, and it's just that cycle of ignorance again. So what is suggested that we do is a vichara practice, which means that there's a very honest, raw, and very intimate self-inquiry in which you reclaim your own humanity, your dark, your light, your negative, your positive, your, um, your desirable parts of you and your undesirable parts, you know, and then practice pratipaksha bhavana, which is um, cultivating the opposite, So when a negative thought comes in, what positive thought would be um, able to support you? Or, you know, a distressing emotion. Underneath that, really, what do you need to support you facing that negative, undesirable emotion? You know, and there is that way in which you change your perspective and see things from the other side. And it really opens you to that statement that... Life is not just happening to you, it's happening for you. And that's trying to get you to start to evolve the way that you do stuff. You take action. So it takes a lot of courage to turn ignorance, attachment, and aversion into sincere gratitude, trust, and forgiveness to whatever is in front of you, whatever is going on right now. But this is trying to promote you in a way of owning your thoughts, owning your emotions, owning your sensations, and owning your behavior so you can actually learn, that you can grow, and that you can fall back in love with a greater amount of respect for what is going on in in your life, your current situation, because it is a teacher. This is the point. So our opportunity in any given moment is to be mindful of what is that chit shakti and to listen to that innate wisdom that rests within yana shakti and that that you tap into this endless resource of energy and power that isha shakti that drives you to make better choices in your life better actions kriya shakti And that way in which you actually create more meaning to your practice, meaning to your life, and fulfilling a greater purpose, your heart's desires, that lead you closer to spirit, closer to the truth of who and what you are, and that lasting fulfillment in your lived experience. And this is said to have an impact of the quality of your life right now, your future life in the next you know a few moments to the next days or weeks or months but really in this tradition your choices right now will have an impact on your future lives so therefore cleaning this karma mala is quite important and it's all about how we change the way in which we think and feel on the other malas to actually influence Um, the way in which we can actually skillfully um, practice. So um, the malas, when they are clear, we can be very creative. We can be very dynamic. We can be also um, very clear towards more selfless actions that we gain greater ability to spontaneously maneuver without hesitation and making things happen to serve yourself, but to ultimately serve others because we practice taking care of ourselves first to so we can actually um, be of service to others. This is one of the points of practicing. And so when we embrace our life and not be afraid of karma, that actually whatever's going on is there to serve you, to wake up, to um, skillfully act. the definition of yoga is yoga is skillful action with loving awareness. Yoga is skillful karma with loving awareness. You can't escape karma if you're alive. To live is to have karma. But we can skillfully start to maneuver so the fallout of our karmic imprint is less. And we become um, more refined in our approach to our actions. To Fulfill the soul's dharmic purpose of embodiment with humility, effort, and devotion for these practices to really create lasting fulfillment, deep contentment, and ultimate liberation, true liberation. So with this practice, we're going to continue doing a few things that we've done in the past few weeks. Now, we're going to use the mantra SO HUM again. So hum so on the inhale hum on the exhale loosely meaning I am that at the end we will reverse it hum saw and just notice the physical impact of linguistically saying that mantra. Um, We will be working with point to point breathing again of bowing your chin. Doing Jaladara Bandha, letting breath come down, and then feel Uddiyana Mula Bandha, ascend your exhale and lift your chin. So we'll do that. But in points of our practice, we're going to actually keep Jaladara in, so we can build a lot of heat, a lot of pranic power in our torso, so we can um, effectively have that energy that to kind of move us to take action, more skillful action. And then um, through this, this this way of building this heat, this heat for positive change we call tapas, we start to use that light and heat to clear, wash, purify, so there's a lot of Kriya in this. We're gonna do Kabbalabhati Kriya, which is a strong exhale through the mouth as well as through the nose in this practice. And we're gonna do Antara Kumbhaka, which is this inhale, and then you hold your breath, doing Jaladara Bandha Uddiyana so Maha banda, and sealing that fullness of your prana in, Ultimately, the reason why we're doing all these kind of practices is to create that Shaktipata that we've been working towards and describing is that descent of power and grace so that Kundalini can ascend and awaken and explode as this um, blissful ecstasy opening you to this unsurpassed joy, which is said to be your birthright, which is loving and always free. And so you bathe in this purnata, which is this um, all-encompassing fullness, wholeness, oneness, this completeness of being. That is why we practice. If you would like to continue to practice, find out more information about the topics discussed, or to donate to this podcast, please visit Zephyryoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.